Hello, my friends. Brett Patterson coming at you from the financial capital of the West. That is the beautiful city of Salt Lake City, where I am joined today by the big fella. What's going on, Brett? <laughs> that is Brian Hunsaker. Good things, Brian. Good. Good things. I feel like today's podcast is a repeat of past podcasts, but it's really not. Because I think we're going to talk about new and important things. But we're, we're basing today's podcast and the topics that we're going to discuss. It's all based around what we're hearing from our clients the most. I was on the phone for probably eight hours yesterday. And the, the things that I talked about yesterday are what we're going to talk about on the podcast. And I know you, Brian, kind of the same thing. Yeah, when you came into my office and we discussed this, I said, yeah, we've talked about this before, but you know what? I think we need to talk about it again because we keep getting the same questions yep. from, from customers. Which tells me our past podcasts have just been terrible. Yeah, no, one, no <laughs> one's listening. Nobody's listening. <laughs> Hello out there. All right, so the, there's three questions that we're going to approach today. The first one, with an upcoming election on November 3rd, and people are already voting. Heck, I got mine in the mail is should I sell stocks, either all or a portion or whatever, before the election? That's the first question. The second question that we'll answer today is what happens if Trump gets reelected to the stock market? Third question we're going to approach today is what happens if Joe Biden gets elected as president? Okay. Hey? Sounds good. So let's start with the first one and the, and, and the bigger one which is should I sell stocks before the election? This election is, is it, I mean, there's a lot of negativity out there. There's a lot of, I mean, voter registration is up considerable amount since the last election. People are hyped or people are freaked out, one or the other. So should people, Brian, sell stocks before the election? Why should they sell or why not? Well, I would say... Uh what if you owned a farm? Would you sell that farm if uh, if you thought you know you're worried about the election? And I would say most farmers are probably not selling their farms or their ranches before the election. And you should think about when you own stocks. Uh, you should think about it in the same way. How? Why? Why would you consider a a stock with a farm analogy? So an operating farm is a business, just like. Amazon is and Microsoft and Coca-Cola and Procter and Gamble. Those are operating businesses and you're there's no reason to sell it just because there's an election and there may be a change of leadership, there may or may not, we don't know. But there's that's not a reason to sell stocks. Stocks are businesses, you own you don't rent stocks, you own them. And unfortunately because it's so easy and it's so inexpensive to trade in and out of stocks, a lot of people do it because it's easy. But it's not really the right thing to do. It's not really a good way to make money over the long term. I think this is an important discussion. I had this discussion early this morning with a couple of my favorite people in all the world who are clients mm -hmm. who wanted to sell before the election. And it was my comment was, gosh, I don't know if you're ever going to be able to buy this business at that price that you bought it ever again. And they're looking at it as it's just a stock. Right. It's a trading vehicle. It's a trading vehicle. Yeah. 
But the approach when buying stocks should you should you should have what kind of mindset when you buy a stock? You own a business. I mean, I don't know if that's what you're looking for, but I mean that's yeah, that's well, that's it. Right. It's it's a business that you own, and it's not something you trade in and out of. I think why I think one of the reasons that uh, you know our customers have, ha- have had success over the years is because we do think about stocks in that way. We don't trade in and out of stocks. We've owned we got several companies in our portfolio we've owned for over 10 years, uh, se- several for between five and 10 years. And, and most every, uh, most stocks in our portfolio we've owned for at least a couple of years. I mean, that's how we think about it. We own a business. It's not a, something you trade in and out of. It's the Buffett men- <clears throat> mentality that we have grown into as well, right? We own businesses, not a piece of paper or a ticker symbol. Right. And that's important. So would you sell a farm or would you sell a stock, one of our businesses, before the election? No, absolutely not. I wouldn't. Okay. But I, but I, I get the, and I get the, I get it. Why people think that if way? If people did want to, right? Okay, we don't think it's a good idea. Let's just say that out, mm-hmm. out straight out. Right. It's not a good idea to sell your businesses before an election. Similar to the farm analogy. Mm-hmm. But if somebody wanted to, what's the alternative? What would they? What what, what would be all the the alternative to so to stocks? So when you pu- when you push that button and and you hit sell, there could be a tax consequence, right? Taxes is one. Oy. So if you have if you own a company that's done really well, and we and you know we do own some companies that have done well, you're going to own either a short term or long term gain, and taxes will hit you there. You're losing twelve to. Thirty-five percent plus, depending, right? Yep, yep. So that's one reason uh, that you know you might want to think about think before you sell your stocks. Um, the other one is, let's say that the you know market reacts and we got earnings season season coming up. Uh, let's say that these stocks uh, six months from now, when you decide you want to get back in, maybe the the you know mar- the market settled down. You say, okay, I feel comfortable getting back in. Well, these stocks, who knows? But they could be significantly higher you know at that point and so you're you'll end up buying at a higher price plus you pay taxes on that assuming that we're assuming that's in a taxable account iras are different yep so if you sell and you push that button what does that money go into so yeah you go into cash right it it goes directly into cash or money market funds and what kind of return are you making on that and so here we are you're you're making right now you're making you know less than a half percent uh probably a little over a tenth of one percent, and in a money market, and guaranteed, you're you're selling something. You're selling a business that, over the next five or ten years, we think will increase in value and grow in value. And then you're going into something that is guaranteed to lose lose value after taxes and inflation. No. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I agree with you. I'm just. Elaborate on that. Cash is an investment, right? Because that's where the money would go. Sit in cash, maybe for six months. Maybe, you know, maybe Republicans, if Biden wins, don't want to invest, and maybe Democrats don't want to invest if Trump wins. So, say they're in cash for a considerable period of time. Or you go to cash, and the market moves the opposite of what you think. You think it goes up, and you say, "Well, I'm going to wait for the correction." And yep. here we are, two or three years down the road, which happens all the time. We see, we see I've seen it firsthand. I've yep. seen people do that, they do that very thing, 
and they keep waiting for that correction, keep waiting for that correction to get back in, and they end up, and then they finally just give up, and they end up buying in at much higher prices. So cash is a guaranteed losing asset. It is over the long term. I mean, you got inflation, you got taxes on top of that. You got a Fed target rate of infl- for inflation of about two percent. Right. It's not there yet, but that's their target. So let's say one and a half percent. You're losing one and a half percent annually just by holding that cash. Yeah. So it's a guaranteed loser. Yeah. And then you got taxes. So that's the alternative. What about bonds? What could, they could go buy a ten-year. So a ten-year is 0.7 percent, point seven, you know, and that's also that's also a loser Woo-hoo. long term. I mean, bonds are you're just not going to make a lot of money yeah. in in bonds or are safe and conservative, uh, well secured in, uh, bonds right now. It's just it's a really difficult environment if you're if you if you want a lot of income and and don't want any risk. So it's a losing asset class, yeah, right. cash, fixed income. Really, it is as, as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, now there might be some good products out there, you know, that might that you, that you could break even or make a percent on. But certainly, the businesses in our portfolio we feel are a much better investment than any of those fixed income or cash. Right, and we're not saying I'm not saying that we are predicting that the market's going to go up right after the election or between now and the election. We don't know. We don't know, you know, what the market's going to do. And so when we talk about, you know, we feel like your investment will will increase in value over time. We're talking three, five, and ten years from now, and uh, and who who knows over the next six months of the next year? I mean, that's that's anybody. Let's guess. talk about that. Yeah. What if the the second question that we get a lot after the first one is what if Trump wins? Mm-hmm. So what if he wins? What's gonna What's the market going to do? Well, it uh, most likely <laughs> it'll be a little bit. Similar to what we've seen over the last four years, more uh, of the same. More of the same, and it, does that mean that the market will go straight up? No, and we've seen a fair amount of volatility over the last four years. We, to that end of 2018, we saw a big market correction. Yep. Of course, we saw a big correction earlier this year. Um, that's that will continue to happen. That's 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 not going to change. And guess what? That's not going to change when Biden comes in either. I mean, if Biden comes okay, in. Okay, so if Trump wins, more of the same. If Biden wins, what's the market going to do? Uh, who knows? I mean, I, I don't know if, if he wins. You know, I'm not sure how the market will react. I'm putting I, you on the spot because I, we don't really care about a six-month time frame as, as it relates to clients accomplishing their long-term goals. I think a lot of people no? – well, I don't know. I mean, I think some people think that if Biden wins, there's going to be a market correction. Um, I think that's kind of the consensus. I um, might take the other side of that trade. Yeah, I might too because right now, if you look at the polls – Biden is clearly ahead in the polls, and the, I mean, I think it's kind of baked into the market. So, right now, I think the market expects Biden to win. So, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not betting. I would not bet. I would not put money on it that if Mar- if Biden wins, the market goes down. I really wouldn't. Now it could, and I and guess what? Uh, would I be surprised? Not really, because <laughs> I've been doing this long enough that I know that the market is so unpredictable in the short term. Yep. That's the thing: is the market is so pr- unpredictable in the short term. Mm-hmm. However, that said, right, what the market hates is uncertainty. And and if there's uncertainty, the market's going to be volatile. Mm-hmm. But, and that's with the presidency, right, and the contested election and all that. But I think there's one thing that the market's looking at right now, at least short term, and that is a stimulus package. 
Yeah. It's hungry for another stimulus package. And we've been told as of today that a stimulus package probably won't be decided until after the election. Yeah. So either if a Republican is nominated, uh, you probably have a big stimulus package. Yeah. If a Democrat is elected, you probably have a bigger right. <laughs> stimulus package. Right. The market loves both. Well, we saw what the market did after the first stimulus package. You know, we had March twenty third. Right. You know, we saw what what the market did, and yeah. uh, and we've seen what the market uh, how how it reacts on tweets. You know that there's it looks like there's a you know something on the table and it and it may happen or and the market seems to respond positively to that and w- and we've discussed why i mean that's just a lot of money in people's pockets and it kind of helps bridge bridge you know the shortfall between now and we get kind of get back get coronavirus in our rearview mirror yep yep and you've got a biden who might be a little bit more friendly with china right which yeah. then companies like apple benefit Good, yeah. With no tariffs or anything else. Of course, we all, have all speculative antitrust, you know, issues, and yep. I think that's that's regardless of party. I think that you know they're some of these big tech companies are going to face. I think you know it's just kind of politically uh, popular to at least <laughs> go down that road right now, yep. regardless of what political party. You know what I feel like we're doing, Brian? I'm I feel like I'm fishing with my kids right now in a nice clear stream where you can see the fish and my kids go out there with their bare feet and muddy the water <laughs> that's what i feel like Scared. This, they're throwing rocks at they're the throwing fish. rocks at the fish and muddy in the water <laughs> yeah. and there's no clarity yeah we have no clarity that's where it all comes down to the first thing you said right biden wins we can see the market go up trump wins we can see the market go up we can see the market go down either or way. down we don't know <laughs> yeah that's the importance of owning great businesses uh, that you're confident over the next 5, 10, 15 years will be higher than they are today. Yeah. That's why we have our philosophy and in, in, in how we invest in companies is because we, we don't know the short term. and We don't know the impact and the negative impacts of possibly of you know, one political party winning over the other. We want to have strong companies that are bulletproof against any political party that are that will survive and thrive over in the long term yep yeah i'm just glad college football is is happening right now in this country because that's what i'm watching instead of all this political crap oh yeah i can't watch the news (laughs) (laughs) for sure last thing because this is probably the most important and i didn't tell you i was going to ask you this question okay what are you doing with your own money right now I'm sitting prior tight. to the election. Prior to the election, I'm, I, I haven't uh, sold a sold a share. <laughs> Are you going to? No, no, I'm not. And uh, more more likely, I would be a buyer. You know, if we had a little bit of a dip, if market, uh, yep. some prices looked attractive, so I'd be a buyer, not a seller. I too, Brian, and I asked this question. Let me let me tell you. Let me tell everyone why I asked that question, because a lot of times advisors will say one thing and do another. Mm-hmm. And we like to say we eat our own cooking, meaning if we buy companies in a, in a, a portfolio for our clients, we're going to buy them for ourselves as well. Yeah. 
And if we're not going to sell them for our clients, we're likely not selling them or we won't sell them for us either. Right. Right? Unless a medical emergency or something comes up. But for me, I'm not selling prior to the election either. No, I'm not selling. Because I know the long-term horizon of my financial goals. Like, why sell? I've never done that. It doesn't make sense. I've never. I've been, you know, doing this. I've been through several presidential elections in this industry, and I've never sold. This one's different. Yeah, yeah, and I've heard that too. <laughs> but I, I've never believed that selling, you know trying to predict what the market's going to do, preparing for, you know, some sort of market correction, potential market correction. I, I just, I've never been able to, I've never done that. And I never felt like I could predict that. And, and instead just kind of hung tight with owning really good businesses. And you've been rewarded. Yeah. And clients have as well. Right. All right, my friends. I hope that answers the three big questions for everyone listening. I would also add this. If there's any questions that you have on your mind, we get our podcast topics mainly from clients as we talk to them and what's on their mind and what's important to them and what are the issues of the day. But if there's any topics you want discussed, just yeah. reply to the email that you received in your inbox, brett at igga.com, and let me, know, let me know what you want us to talk about, and we'll hit it. That said, my friends, thanks for listening today. Yeah, thanks. Until next time. Bye-bye. This is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized financial advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's financial situation is unique, and the topics discussed on this broadcast should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized advice. Specific financial securities discussed are not intended to address any listener's particular financial situation and should not be considered recommendations. This is for educational purposes only. For more information, please contact Iron Gate Global Advisors at info at or by calling 888-591-0334.